Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Jamie. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's great to be finally, finally, after we've said for so long, record some format of audio between us. Um, How regular this becomes, we'll find out. But I think it'll be good to finally do everything we've been saying to one another about keeping a log of what we're working on, what we're doing. And yeah, that's that's what I'm going to use this format for. Um, and, and hopefully it'll benefit some other people in, um, in some shape or form. Yeah, it'll be good to uh, keep this at a regular cadence. Whether or not we can manage that or not is, is a different matter. Life gets in the way. Yeah, it got in the way of our videos that we started and never continued. So maybe this is easier. This is, yeah, yeah, it might be. Different format. Let's, let's try it out. So we don't have to. It's January. Stand in front of a camera. But it is January. 2020. New year, new decade, new you. What's going on? New year, new me. Yeah. <laughs> Not much. It was good Christmas. Kind of just relax, spend some time with the kids. Um, you know, it's what it's about, really. Um, so kind of just switched off for a little bit, and then picked up in the new year, and it's all kind of all, all full steam ahead. How about you? Likewise, it's always uh, it's definitely a busier period when you have a child. Christmas. Um, this is only my second Christmas with my son, so still still learning the ropes of parenthood at Christmas. But it's 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 a lot more manic than I'm used to. Uh, but wouldn't change wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, that's what it's about. I mean, I've got my my oldest has just turned four, so um, you know, and I've got I've got two. One of them's two, and one's four. So it's you spend time with one, and then you kind of sit down to relax, and then the other one is demanding your attention. So it's it's never never stops. It's it's quite there's quite some parallels between uh, being a an engineer or a developer and a parent, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> lot of, I think there's so. a lot of uh, there's a lot of things always trying to grab your attention always need your attention um, so you know I think since the last time we spoke there's been a lot going on professionally as well for us both. yeah there's been a, f- been a few changes um, so you've joined a new company um, you left the previous company and you've joined a new company do you want to give a quick introduction of wh- where you are at now and then I can do the same afterwards um, sure feels feels like it was a while ago now because it was it was september but uh for three years at molten i left uh my position there now i'm taking up a full-time role at uh graph cms which is uh oh nice yeah Yeah, so (laughs) i also i also work there uh as well oh really moved on um yeah i've moved on as well um and i've moved i've moved on and i'm now with graph cms as well so we've We've continued together. We've joined a new company, and we're working on some even more awesome things. So oh, it's, stop uh, following me. Feels man. good. Yeah, but I, I just I, I can't help it really. I, I I like you, you know. You're a inspirational guy. <laughs> I can't. I, one day I might venture away and, and kind of go myself, but uh, for now I'll just keep following you. Burton Ernie. Burton Ernie. Burton Ernie. So what's been going on at Graph CMS? Well, it's been an interesting few months. When I first joined, I was um, 
attending a few conferences, uh, giving talks, and a few meetups, uh, and giving talks there. Been in Berlin a handful of times. So I already knew kind of the, the Graph CMS team before I joined. I'd met them at conferences before. They had the GraphQL day, which I was at, um, and volunteered. And then it was from there I kind of uh, spoke to to Michael, the CEO, and decided to to come on board. Um, so it was it was good. The, the few, first few few months at Graph CMS has been uh, eventful. We've ha- had a lot of projects going on. Um, you know, we've just completed a. a, a quite a big project already um that's just kind of went out in the last few days and then the rest of the team jesse has has been working on his example uh as well so we're kind of it's kind of been interesting because we've spent a bunch of time working on these smaller examples to try and help um you know try and help people in the sales funnel try and help our customers and developers using the product to understand how you actually use this thing from a different uh use case so it's there's a lot of examples to come um you know we've we've shipped some things like an improved improved docs as well um which is forever changing in, in, in an area that needs constant uh love and attention uh and you that was kind of one of your first roles when you joined right uh was to you kind of rebuild the docs or how to generate it anyway um and implement some of that magic yeah so joining graph cms uh kind of taken on a different role than that I've had previous companies. Um, have the title of developer advocate now, so that still heavily involved in building and engineering things, but also um, uh, advocate. You just don't have the right test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> advocating yeah. for the platform, advocating for GraphQL, um, speaking with customers and prospective customers and understanding their problems. So it's a completely different role for me. And part of that role, as you said, was um, is investing in our examples and documentation. So that's really been our focus for the past four to five months. Um, we've improved the docs and you kind of alluded to it, but we, we've shipped um, an example, uh, Graph CMS Swag Store, which is kind of, a DIY approach to building an e-commerce store on the Jamstack, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, we got some good some good feedback around that, some good attention around that. So, uh. yeah, it's quite nice um, the the example that we that we've kind of created because it shows how you can kind of do it yourself with 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 commerce and all the different platforms. And we got some good, um, like you say, some good coverage. And Stripe actually emailed their developer base. Uh, like this morning early this morning and that was sent to however many people they have on their list and uh, so all of those people will be looking at it and hopefully they can kind of see this grown trend of kind of doing it yourself and it doesn't mean you have to rebuild everything like it we built the card functionality all client side but you don't have to do that you could rely on a commerce api to take care of that but we kind of just did it because we weren't trying to like kind of illustrate that what we were trying to do is show how you can use kind of an inventory somewhat of an api and then enhance that data with graph cms and i think that that's one of the beauties of graphql and gatsby is with gatsby you can kind of inherit the models and the data that comes from a content source and then you can just enrich it by whatever else and in this case we're enriching it with graph cms so i think you know it was really nice to kind of showcase how you can use all of these different tools and platforms together to output uh you know a, a seamless commerce experience that really it 
it didn't kind of uh it's not too complex or complicated what we have created but like you know like we've said it, it kind of just illustrates how all the different pieces work together and and hopefully i'd like to think it's kind of uh it's separated nicely you know there is a clear separation of concerns with the different apis uh, and they all kind of take take part and play their own role in the overall example yeah i think there's a there's definitely kind of a, a movement in the space towards the jam sack specifically for commerce um you know i i've given a i give a talk at a meetup in, in november back in november in berlin around this um, we've seen lots of talks at Jamstack back last July about commerce. So it's definitely a space that uh, people are kind of venturing into and dipping their toes, so to speak, but still a lot of unknowns. And I think this is a, a solid example, by no means bulletproof, but of how to kind of bring these services together on the on the content mesh with all the awesome tooling that we have now for front-end development. You know, React, um, serverless functions, um, and great APIs like uh, GraphCMS, uh, Stripe, so on. Yeah, yeah. And I think, obviously, coming from that commerce background, we've kind of seen a shift over the years of people kind of diving into the full platform and want the likes of Magento's and the uh, you know the big monolithic uh, APIs that give you everything. People just kind of want to build what they want, how they want. So... If you kind of reach out for an API that handles, like in our case, we chose Printful because they give us somewhat of a an inventory of products. We don't have to offload that inventory anywhere else. We can directly use that on the front end to create our product pages. And then we can use some kind of library on the client side or, or an API to handle cart and checkout. So we use Stripe for checkout and we create a GraphQL middleware, um, well, a GraphQL API layer that we kind of embedded our checkout and pay create Stripe payment intents mutations with and kind of just shows how you can kind of focus on focus and rely on the, the separate APIs. Um, but yeah, the times that, you know, the time has moved on from people just kind of going all in. We're now leveraging a lot of the new technology that's available. And, you know, we've seen with Netlify how they heavily pushed, how they kind of coined the term and heavily pushed Jamstack. It's kind of, uh, it's interesting to see a lot of the commerce players taking uh, notice and advantage of this now. And I think, you know, during our time at, uh, the, the e-commerce API before that we're at, we've we've seen a lot of customers, um, you know, move towards this, and I think you know, commerce is certainly not something you kind of escape, especially as a developer. I you know, I can't, I can't remember the amount of times now where I've had to implement some kind of commerce thing, and it's going back to the likes of WordPress and WooCommerce and all of those the things we've had to do in the past, but now it just feels, it's it's not easier, but it's just it's better. There's more tooling available. Um, you know, there's still a bit of legwork and heavy lifting you have to do, but um, I just think it's a lot nicer because you can pick and choose the best tools, you know, the best tools that you want to use. Yeah, I mean, processing payments on the internet back even 10, 12 years ago was troublesome to say the least. Then along came Stripe and, you know, they were kind of one of the, founding father so to speak of this kind of SaaS movement uh, API headless SaaS movement um, and they just make kind of processing payments uh, a breeze really on the front end and they've had to change how they offer a, a payment service um, because of some kind of because of European regulations essentially so they've had to kind of 
re re-engineer and reimagine how they offer a, a payment service and then also re-educate everybody in that space for how to do it now so that we're complying with upcoming regulations um, so that's been a massive learning curve for um, myself um, and, that, and that started last year um, when I was still in Malton uh, but I've really I think we've really championed that in that space and I think that's why I kind of strike picked up on this because uh, there's still a lot of people who are confused about how to actually process payments that are SCA compliant. Yeah, and you've got quite a bit of experience with this having been uh, an implemented examples in the dashboard side um, you know, uh, that you were working on before and you know, it's it's it has changed and I think now it's it's good um you know, there's certainly a lot of examples that are still required a lot of the community is still trying to uh, pick up and and adopt the new sca stuff with stripe intense uh and you know the the swag store that we built you know we implemented that stripe intense functionality and you know you kind of led that having the experience in that area and i think it's uh it's nice there's obviously some documentation and examples that are required to help people adopt this but it, you know everyone has to and stripe have uh made it you know they've, they've spent a lot of time improving their docs already and they've got some new um components and libraries around to make it a lot easier to kind of take this take on this flow um you know and they've they've got like new products like stripe checkout now where you can kind of just offload that behavior to them and they'll handle all of that tricky you know was this payment successful um was this intent confirmed and what have you um, so you you pretty much could build a swag store like we've done, um, or any type of e-commerce store, and you know at the end of it say, here's the cart, and then offload it to Stripe, and they can take care of all of the the the, the areas around Stripe intents and things. If you didn't want to uh, implement all that logic yourself, but like I said, there are libraries that make that much easier. Um, so yeah, uh, you've had a lot of experience with that with, with Stripe intents, and I definitely encourage anyone listening to go and check uh, the example out to get more of an understanding if you're interested with Stripe Intense. Um, you know, that example kind of covers a few things with, with what's going on with the new APIs. Um, is there any is there anything around Stripe Intense that kind of caught you out um, that seemed a bit weird at first and now you've kind of reflected on it and went, yeah, that makes total sense? Um, or does it just made sense from the beginning? So the interesting thing with... Um the payment intents API is that it's still well, it has been in flux for um, the past year. So the API itself hasn't really been hasn't been finalized or in the, in, the, in how it's uh, how people can use it. Um, and so there's been a lot of changes whilst I've been using it. So I think one of the key differences is now there is a required server element. So previously. Um, you could use Stripe.js to capture credit card payment details um, in your front-end application without actually needing any server-side um, uh, code. Right now, you need uh, to be SEA compliant. You have to use um, some form of server, whether that be a serverless function or a, a more traditional server, to actually create a payment intent on the server. Um, so that's something that... You know, it's it's that's a big shift in how people build applications, and um, I think that catches a lot of people out. Um, and what is returned from that, you know, as well as then you have to then action the payment intent. Basically, um, you kind of 
Yeah, right. Because an intent's not like a payment. It's it's I exactly. you know, intent. It's an intent to pay, to pay this amount, um, and then you kind of capture their card details back on the client again, and then you want to confirm that intent to pay uh, with those card details. And then Stripe, you know, they've got the the API and the logic to actually go off to the bank and say, do we need some kind of uh, authorization authentication from this this customer i do we need to run 3d secure and stripe js provides that user interface for you um, to actually kind of just authenticate and then they'll capture the payment as per yeah and that 3d secure two that is the it's like that modal people are familiar with that pops up to say it's verified by mastercard or visa and it may ask you to confirm but now there's you know, whether your bank has your phone number, it may send a text message or whether, um, it, you know, it allows you to do it in-app. You know, a lot of the different banks will handle that differently, but Stripe takes care of all of that. So you haven't got to um, deal with any of it, which is which is really nice. Um, but like you say, it was kind of a bit of a change from people having to rely just on the front end and be able to drop in some JavaScript code. Um, now you kind of have to write that serverless function or server, like you said, but using things like, uh, you know, Zite now with Next.js. Next.js has API routes. So if you're already writing JavaScript on the front end, you can just create an API endpoint and, you know, set it up in there. And you really don't, you can kind of stay in the same ecosystem. And it's nice that they've kind of, they've kind of adopted this before this change. So it kind of just makes sense now that people are already writing serverless functions to kind of do more with the Jamstack and do more with the front end code. Um, and the same applies for using Gatsby with, you know, you could use Gatsby with Zite uh, now and use the API endpoints if you um, wanted to use them outside of Next.js. We have Netlify functions, we have Firebase functions. There's certainly a lot of services that allow you to kind of deploy these serverless functions and, you know, utilize these things so yeah it's been interesting working on that project and seeing how how that all works internally um and i think that kind of leads nicely on to the next kind of topic we wanted to kind of discuss which was just side projects and what what you know what each of us work on outside of our full-time jobs because you know the reason i create and work on side projects projects is to just forever increase my knowledge around different and new emerging technologies um so you know what do you do outside you know it doesn't have to be code related. Um, you know, two of our projects do rely on a lot of code, but um, you know, we both have kids. We both have lives outside of uh, our jobs, and we have lives outside of writing code. What what kind of things interest you outside of work? Um, you know, and that can obviously include side projects. Uh, so I am quite heavily into fitness, um, and as a, as a aside to that, I run a a business related to that heavily. Um, so I actually run a, a functional fitness uh, events or competitions company. We run a couple of competitions a year in, in the northeast of England. Um, and how does that relate to code? Um, I have uh, built, um, or oh, I'm building a, uh, a kind of a SaaS solution around that, uh, offering leaderboards for competitions, athlete sign-up, uh, the administration of things, um, there are services that exist already that do that, um, but where's the fun in using them when you feel like you can build something better? So that's the challenge that I've set myself. Um, that's the code side of things. I do a lot of marketing around that, so um, I've kind of dabbled in that space as well. Yeah, I see on your, I see you. <laughs> yeah, I see on your Instagram. You've kind of grown the following for the specific channel for for your side project. First means everything. Um, 
I think I follow that already, and I see, I certainly see when you post on Instagram the countdowns to the competitions and the entry, you know, the registrations and what have you. Um, and there certainly seems to be a lot of following on that. Um, is there any? So you kind of mentioned the SaaS offering and, and the functional things, and I'm not a fitness guy, as you can probably see, but um, I've got friends who are and who are always telling me to go and do this fitness stuff, and it just doesn't interest me just yet. Um, you know, one of them's doing you know, it goes to York and Tough Mudder kind of thing. And, you know, they do competitions at their gyms and things. And it, what would be ideal for me is if I could sign up to a service like, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it'd be great if I could sign up to First Means Everything and get a plan, get a fitness plan that's tailored to me perhaps. And then that would maybe encourage me even more to take part in your competition because you've kind of guided me and got me ready, built me up for this thing. Um, and I'm in line with everybody else, so it feels like a fairer competition. Um, is that something that is in your mind, or some, you know, you may currently do it? I don't know. So currently, we only really uh, the only kind of business model we have currently is the competitions. However, we are actively uh, pursuing other avenues. Uh, one being uh, merchandise, which is something else that I'm working on for the website. Um, in the same vein as the swag store for Graph CMS, um, and secondly, we're also are interested in what is called programming, um, different kind of programming to what we we normally used to. But <laughs> that's the that's the term that's used for um, if you program a workout or if you write a workout. So you would like like what you said there, somebody writing a program for you to follow. Um, so that's something that you can offer as a on a subscription basis and and you know that's a that's a pretty common and popular um business model in that space um so i feel like that's something we could could definitely would definitely look into uh expanding into yeah no it so, definitely sounds interesting and some something that i would definitely sign up to um you know my diet's terrible i barely do any exercise and I get excited when my watch pings up and tells me that I've I've stood up. So it's uh, that's as much fitness as I probably get and excitement out of it. So um, I'll definitely follow that bit. Uh, love to follow that bit more. It's quite. But yeah, you mentioned swag. Yeah, you mentioned the swag aspect to that as well. Um, the work you've done there will certainly help with the the merchandise side as well. Um, and you know, you can obviously rely on that CMS to provide all of the information for the product and. Um, you know handle reviews and things so there's certainly a lot of tools you can use that you already know and there'll be a lot of tools which you haven't even explored yet to um, make all of that possible and you know learn as well as you go on and at the end of it apply that to your day job like that's what we all do this for you know and a lot of a lot of developers get happiness out of exploring new tools and bring them back to the to the to their full-time jobs yeah i've kind of learned a lot um I've really grown not only as a developer working on this kind of stuff, but also as as, as I said, I have to wear the marketing hat as well in the in the business. So I've learned a lot about um, you know Instagram, Facebook, advertising, um, all that kind of stuff, SEO. So I've learned a lot in that space and um, started to apply that in, in other other areas of my work as well. So, but there's a lot of crossover between um, you know what I'm working on and some of the stuff you're building yeah um so i i started working on maybe late late november early december um an api for just managing carts and checkout really um i seen that obviously 
you were kind of maybe dabbling into this whole merchandise thing and um, I built kind of a small little client-side library in React, a React hook for managing cart state. And I've, you know, I've created time and time again, logic on the front end to manage carts. Um, and it's nice to be able to do it on the front end, but as you say, there will need to be some kind of server aspect to it. And especially with Stripe Intense coming, um, having, you know, come into force now, there, you know, that there needs to be kind of APIs around that that you know do make it easier to use and um, link, you know, make it easier linking with other things. So one of the kind of the core motivations behind creating my side project was essentially just to uh, allow people to throw data at a GraphQL API um, and then let the API manage making uh, you know totaling product amounts and uh, line items and categorizing line items between. You know, is this a skew or is this a shipping or a tax item? Just making that a lot easier because, you know, doing all that calculation on the front end is just a, a bit of a pain. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the thing that I'm working on at the moment. And, you know, as we do more of these uh, recordings, I can go into more detail around some of the challenges there because I'm already faced with a few. Um, and I would like to create this kind of host a checkout solution as well where you can just dump it your data and, you know, we'll take care of all of that. And, you know, you can log in with Stripe Connect and... Um, you know, all your transactions will be processed through your account. Um, so yeah, it's just it's interesting. I've learned a lot with doing that already. Certainly, creating your own GraphQL API and kind of creating a serverless function that maintains that. And there's there's some new things which I'm dabbling in at the moment with um, PubSub. So sending messages to uh, uh, RabbitMQ to handle and, and kind of watchful things and you know it's stuff I've never ever done before, and never needed to do. Um, and if I'm honest, probably don't need to do, but it's interesting to get an understanding of how that works because there are customers who I speak to uh, on a daily basis who are already doing this kind of thing. And it's just nice to kind of have a bit more of an understanding than just, you know, what it actually is, but being able to understand how, how it works uh, will certainly help me massively. So, yeah, there's certainly I could go into a lot more detail about what it is um, and some of the problems there, but... Um, I think I'll leave that for the next kind of recording and talk about where we're both at in terms of code and um, some of the libraries we maybe use and things like that. So, But I think that's pretty good for today, 30 minutes of just talking, getting setting the scene, introducing who we are, um, getting comfortable with the setup. It's been nice. So I don't know if we introduce ourselves at the beginning. I think we just greet each other, but I'm Jamie Barton. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Notrab. That's Barton backwards. Um, I work for Graph CMS as a developer advocate, so check that out if you're looking for a CMS. Um, and Jonathan, how can people find you, and who are you? I'm Jonathan Steele, and people can find me. I also have a backwards name. People can find me on Twitter, GitHub, etc., uh, with the handle Yonoj. That's Y double N O J. Johnny backwards, uh, original. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hook me up on Twitter if you want to chat Stripe, Gatsby, GraphCMS, React, anything like that. Uh, always kind of happy to talk and help people out. Nice. I really, well, really enjoyed this podcast because I think it adds a level of accountability as well. So, you know, if we say we're going to do something on this podcast, we kind of have to do it. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, four, about four weeks from now, we'll have to launch the new graph cms website so maybe that's our first check um you know a few yeah. f- 
few recordings in. So let's try this again next week and see what she does working on and, and upload it. Great. Thank you. Speak to you then. Bye.